Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks with Natalie Brown. Spirit Talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten. It was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations. This platform is for inspiring heart leaders, guardians of the earth, and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things, their divine wisdom, revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities, and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks. Today, I am so excited to have some amazing panel speakers here. And today's topic is harnessing the power of sacred sexuality, which I'm really excited about talking about this specific topic. So Naomi, you're at the top of my screen. Please introduce yourself and tell us why this topic is so important and where you're from as well. Hey, wonderful to be here. Uh, so look, I live in Australia at the moment. I'm in Newcastle on an arts residency, but I normally reside in Broken Hill. Um, I'm an artist, a yoga teacher, shamanic practitioner, transpersonal therapist, um, human explorer is actually <laughs> one of my favorite um, favorite titles to use. This uh, this topic is such a deep, um, rich exploration it's hard to encapsulate in in a few words but I guess really you know the embodiment of the union with life and the union with with the self as an expression of life is the core piece to everything that I do and the the power that's found um, and the healing that's found in, in the space of being able to come into a healthy relationship with ourselves and with other in that sexual space is, is you know, it's enlivening. And, and I guess it really speaks to um, the core pillars of, of my work, which is about, you know, connection and intentionality and passion. So that's, that's me. Beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. Very powerful. Amazing. Alex, please feel free to introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from and why are you so passionate about this topic? Beautiful. Thank you. I, I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada, and I have, I've lived all over the place currently in Bali. And right now I help men quit porn and redirect that sexual energy in, in a more healthy and productive way. And so I quit porn at around 16, 16 and a half years old, just kind of intuitively knew it was not, was not conducive to, to me at all. And the interesting thing about sacred sexuality for me is I was raised with an absent father. And so I carried boy psychology for a very long time. And that, that went into my relationships specifically uh, in an immature masculine way. And so right now I'm fascinated with sacred sexuality, combining that with the mature masculine and of course, like coming together and creating magic and, and sacred union. And so it's a combination of, for me, it's a combination of the, the magic side of, the, of sacred sexuality, but also the mature masculine coming in, not in a, in a way where, where the shadows and, and the dark side is suppressed and, uh, and all of this. And so, yeah, my journey is quite interesting, but I'll leave it at that for now. But right now I'm helping men quit porn and redirect that energy in a healthy, 
uh, in a healthy and productive way. Mm, I love that, Alex. That is so important for our men, our boys. You know, I've got two boys, teenage boys, and 17 and 14, and they're at that age, you know, where they're trying to find their way. And the, the world offers so much, but it's when we come back inside and we can really grow within ourselves and, you know, step into that mature masculinity throughout your life that it really, really helps and transforms you as a human being in a completely different way. So it's really powerful work. So thank you for sharing. Nadine, tell us where you're from and why is this topic so important? And tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Natalie. And for everyone, um, so lovely to meet you, Alex, and see you again, Naomi. Um, I am Nadine Keller, and right now I live in Half Moon Bay, California, California. Um, I'm a somatic therapist, an ordained priestess and minister, definitely a tantrika and a dakini. However, I don't identify in those realms anymore, but I did spend about 10 years working as a sexual healer. Um, and now I mostly work with women and couples. Um, you know, I've been fascinated with sexuality and particularly bringing the sacredness to it since I was a little girl. You know, even just walking around and seeing the birds and the bees, I knew there was something to the creation of life. And I grew up in an extremely religious family, which was very shaming of sexuality. So, of course, I saw all of the shadow that that brought. And in my own journey, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, um, I just saw how it could be a force of healing, not only on the physical body, but also a gateway for how human evolution, I think it's one of the keys for us to transcend from some of the lower density animal parts of ourselves, which are important. But I believe um, divinizing our sexuality is literally that gateway that elevates our consciousness and our whole species and so that's what I'm really really passionate about at this time of my life that's beautiful Nadine thank you I love that the gateway to human evolution I love yeah. those words because you know it's been made sleazy and shameful for such a long time that but it's who we are it's our natural state of being it's the energy that flows through us it's that expansiveness into higher consciousness right into um the state of of beautiful beingness which we have been shutting down um and also it's been made something completely different and so a lot of people are not experiencing pleasure not experiencing life in its fullest and living from the shadow living from that space where they are feeling shameful, you know, behind bedroom doors, on devices, like you said, Alex, you know, finding their, their pleasure in something that is so superficial, where we can, within our own being and in our own body, expand and find so much love. And but what it is, it's basically unconditional universal love. Mm. Anyone want to speak into that? Whatever drops in for you. Um, yeah, I'm happy to. Um, uh, unconditional universal love. Um, I think, you know, like similarly, I was raised in quite a religious home. And 
there was that flavor, there was that offering, but it was not embodied. And it was quite often um, this, this construct, you know, there was a, it was a paradigm that we were kind of playing a role in. And, um, but there was a, a felt sense in me, similarly as a child, particularly in nature of this, I'm connected here, you know, like I'm actually like th there is, there is this force of love and and I I mean as I speak about it I've got like tingles through my whole body right now because there's this this all the cells in my body are just calling out for that and are that you know and so it, was, it feels like my life has been this journey of of kind of having that taste you know in my mouth from the from an early age of of what that love offered and then kind of moving through a forgetting and a remembering process. Um, and so it's just uh, it, the, the, the depths, you know, of what that brings to, if I remember, and there are moments, of course, in the humanness that there's the rising and the, the falling of the waves of, of remembrance. If I were in that remembrance, then I'm actually going to bring um, much more of a fullness of self. I'm going to experience much more of, of what life is, you know, it, it's um, it, that interdimensionality of it. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Deep embodied love. What does that mean? You know, what does it mean to not have a quick fix? And this is the thing that a lot of people are kind of wanting. They want a quick fix, you know, put a plaster over that wound and you know, receive this pleasure, receive this thing on the outside, and that's going to bandage things up for us and we can move ahead again. But how do we experience deep embodied love within ourself? Mm. Alex, do you want to speak? I, yeah, yeah I, I, I'd like to speak on what's alive related to that question. But in, in regards to deep embodied love, in, in, spe in specific to connection, I, I believe that if a man watches porn, sacred sexuality is 99.999% of the time not possible. And for the reason of, of course, porn is so highly stimulating, it's fake, it's like, it's like, for example, you go and you eat a bunch of sugar and, and then you go and eat like a, like, a, like a carrot or like a watermelon, you know, it's gonna taste drastically different. Meanwhile, the watermelon is so orgasmic and so juicy and full of color and full of life, but if you go on something like porn, like that's, it's not possible to experience that depth because porn is very, most, for most men, it's outcome driven and it's very cocked ahead. And so by that, I mean, like it's always judging the girl, um, which girl is the best, which part of the scene is the best. And, and if you, if you judge people and you do cock to mind in porn, you're going to do it in real life and you're going to treat women as objects. And so like sacredness is not possible when there's that frequency of porn, let alone when you're giving away your power and your your transmuting that energy to that to that um, area, um, and so deep embodied love to me is number one for men reclaiming their power back and bringing that internal, and number two is is men are very outcome driven, which is very beautiful and needed, and at the same time it's about being present, especially in, in union, because if men are connecting their cock to their head during sacred connection, it's just it's not going to work. The cock has to activate the heart. And that's when that's when you can really get that energy that circulates between the man and the woman. And so so deep embodied love to me is, is just that. But it's, I don't think it's possible when, I'm, when a man watches porn or anyone watches porn. But specifically, I'm a man and I work with men. And so I'm, I'm going to speak in that regard. Yeah, I totally agree. Anyone else want to speak into that, Nadine? 
I would love to, you know, first of all, um, excuse my tears that are flowing. I'm so touched um, by your words, Alex. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe this speaks to the power of bringing sacredness to this topic. You know, my son, I have two sons, 24 and 20, and my 20-year-old, his senior pod project for graduating high school, in America it's called high school, um, it was about porn and the detriments of porn. So it just, it, it makes me so happy to see a young man like you, Alex, like going out in the world like this, because I feel that that um, disconnect that pornography can bring in between sexuality and human beings is probably one of the biggest problems I see in my couple's relationships. Whether the yeah. woman or the man are watching it, or even as a couple, they, they're because what happens is in these long-term relationships, eventually we're going to long for something more and that quick fix or that primitive drive or just the physicality of sexuality, it's, it's very fleeting and it's not what's going to bring us into that higher relationship, healing, connected realm. So, yeah, um, yeah, it just, it just warms my heart so much to know there's men like you doing this. Mm. Yeah, Beautiful so, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a big, just like addiction, our brain gets overstimulated and then it's hard to find that way back, but, um, but it is possible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I feel this, this is the key here, the word addiction, you know, it, it comes uh, with fulfilling a need or closing up a wound, right? And then it becomes this patterning. You know, if you do something over and over and over again, but it's not fulfilling, it's not giving you anything. It's only that that little, like I said, plaster over the wound. Mm -hmm. What happens? It and Alex so rightly said, you know, it's a mind um, connection or a mind, um, you know, vagina connection. And I'm going to say that word because it's important, right? And the yoni is sacred. And so rightfully so that we have this, this magic within us. And when we are in that stage of where we are doing something in a pattern, we're not accessing that magic. We're not accessing that beautiful flow of energy that is within us, right? Because, um, and I find, I find this, and I'll share something really quite personal. I find that in the relationships that I've been, you know, those men that have watched porn, they were very disconnected from themselves as well. They didn't understand what it felt like to be loved and to be held by a woman and to give to a woman in a very sacred way. And it was all about the dress up and it was all about the, you know, um, the whips and the, and I'm, you know, nothing wrong with that. If that's your thing, go for it. Right. But it was all about the outer things rather than the inner things. When there is sacred sexuality, there is nothing needed, but you and that person hearts connected, right. In such a beautiful, magical way. Mm -hmm. And so there is a real disconnect and it's about how do we bring people back to that heart connection? What are the wounds that you've seen in your own work or that you've overcome that you've had to heal to come back to that space of heart connection? Mm. Yeah, Anybody? I, can, I, can, I can speak on that briefly. So as a child, I craved my mother's love more and she didn't always give it. 
Uh, my dad gave love very freely, but I always wanted my mother's love and she never really gave it to me. And so that's what sparked my, my porn addiction for, for a few years. I think it was like 14 to 16 and a half. I was like really, really addicted looking for that motherly love, you know, and, and I did it in private and there was a lot of guilt and shame attached to it. And my mother never gave me the love that I, that I desired. And so firstly, it's looking at, and I wasn't able to love myself at that point. I'm like, mom, love me. And it wasn't there. And so it was quite challenging. And so naturally I went to porn, specifically point of view porn. Like it was real, you know, I was like really imagining like it was like a real experience. And like the woman like really loved me. And then one day I'm just like, this is not, this is not the real connection that I want. And you're totally right. When you're in, in, in sacred union with someone, like there's nothing else in the world that you want in that moment. Like when you're truly connected and fully present, there is nothing else. Like you're not thinking about, oh, like I'm going to go eat food later. Like you're fully there in the present moment. And so that's really where I want to guide back, men back to is, okay, yes, quitting porn, it'll be challenging in the beginning, it'll be hard, it'll be like detoxing. But once you can get to that place where you can really enjoy that, that, that sacred connection with your, with your partner, or not even a partner, let alone yourself, like just putting your left hand on your heart, your right hand on your, on your cock or your belly, and just, just connecting with yourself. Because for me, I, could, I couldn't experience pleasure for the longest time. I remember I did this breath work training and it's like okay experience pleasure in your body and I'm like what's that I'm like I don't know what that is because I was so in the mind and I was like okay it's time to experience pleasure all right and I was like trying to like mind the pleasure into existence but it just <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't possible for me and so really for men it's about connecting the cock to the heart and opening up and 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 allowing yourself to be, feel safe and dropping out of the mind and analyzing women and porn and just like connecting the cock to the heart breathing with your body and realizing that that can be just as pleasurable as watching porn and that is a possibility and i want to plant that seed for any men that are watching or women but specifically men in my work mm, thank you alex yeah beautiful naomi nadine what do you want to share about this you know tell us about your experiences you know what you've mm. seen what causes people to really disconnect from the heart space and how can we bring people back to that space of heart connection yeah um well look <laughs> my own experience has led me to the modalities that I work in. Uh, and speaking for myself, there was, you know, a history of sexual trauma and then, and as a child, and then that perpetuated into even um, partnerships, you know, and, and whether or not that was like quite often not deliberate and, and quite often through porn, you know, there was, I, I was receiving the messages of, you need to behave these ways. You know, this is this expectation of you, um, and it's even you know, you know, for me, it's even deeper as a as a human and and as a as a female human. Um, there were always these messages around what makes you worthy in the world, and so, like I know myself, I, I you know became for a while the, the performance and also the addict you know like there was it's very kind of complex but in the in the processes of actually healing that and and also with the with what I see in the people that I work with um it, it's a journey really of of being able to heal the parts of us that we've actually damaged or have been damaged you know um and that has taken such a long road of compassionate awareness and and really calling all of those parts back in and holding them 
you know, gently and, and seeing that. And sometimes they still arrive, you know, like Rumi says, when the, when the friends arrive at the door, sometimes they still arrive. And it's a matter of just like, what do I need here now? And, and that's, I'm always kind of um, encouraging people to kind of come into that, that connection. And then also, you know, we, we do all of these things cognitively and, and emotionally and, and intentionally um, in our conscious kind of way forward. But the embodiment stuff is such a big, big piece that's kind of come for me more intentionally later on. So, you know, in, in yoga, in dance, in movement and, and in sex, you know, the way we use our body, like to actually realize that we are having a, that conversation with the energetics that's stored in the membranes like and slowly but surely letting that shift with loving attention um yeah yeah it's big it's a big that's a big question <laughs> it's yeah. key thank you for sharing that Naomi it's really key to have awareness of what comes up for you you know even within intimacy when you still have undoubt trauma intimacy is that first thing that will awaken that for you big time right but if you have a partner or a husband or a wife or whatever that really is truly connected to you and that can help you move through that it is incredibly healing it's an, a very healing process to be in mm -hmm. but you know what is stored in our soul memory, you know, even if you're not in, in a space of intimacy before you get into that space and before you grab that that sexy novel or that book, you know, that feeds your um, your or gets your juices flowing, if we want to say it in that way, you know, um, or before you watch that porn, sit with the, the feeling. What is this that's coming up for me? You know, how can I truly connect with myself? It's about slowing down as well. You know, intimacy is a beautiful gift that we can give ourselves, and I think a lot of people don't get that. You know, it's um, it's been skewed by what we have seen in the world and what the 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 horrible things that happen out there. You know, and I I'm an advocate for really helping our children understand that it's okay and that we need to celebrate sexuality from a very very young age and not make it dirty but make it something that is beautiful that is connected so yeah i love that um that way you shared naomi thank you and it is a big question you know we can go whichever way um with this but nadine i want to hand over to you what's your thoughts on this oh yeah it's interesting I'm called to kind of share a little bit of my personal story on healing, which, which brought it. me to this place. Sure. Um, in thinking about that universal love, you know, knowing that I was tuned into that. Yeah, kind of, I think the seed that was planted for me to pursue sacred sexuality in my career and my life was, you know, I had a beautiful first boyfriend. I had beautiful sacred sexuality, actually with my first boyfriend despite being in this like really hardcore religious Catholic family, I had a beautiful first experience. However, there was an interesting dynamic happening. Like our Catholic priest was a molester. He was one of the ones that was accused and like intuitively I knew it. So there was very strange messages. So when I broke up with my first boyfriend, the second person I had sex with, 
it was kind of more of that young energy where, you know, he was very sexy and hot and popular and watched porn. And the sexual experience was very disconnected. You know, it was, you know, it was, you know, typical, I guess. But I got herpes and HPV. <laughs> so I was 18 years old, second person I had sex with. And, you know, it was just, it was awful. You know, and I think that was all of the shame, but not being in a container and yada, yada, yada. Then suddenly I was this young woman in a position where I always had to disclose that. So I was constantly living this like connection to shame and dirtiness and all the messages from my family and religion. So when I fell in love and got into some more spiritual practices, I began having these awakenings in my womb, you know, because the depth of my partnership and our love I would have these like lightning bolts it felt like lightning in my womb and I was praying and meditating and I got pregnant we had to watch the pregnancy because of that but nothing happened and shortly after that um I got tested you know both blood work and everything and they were clear and so for almost I don't know how old am I now like for 35 years or so, it's completely cleared and gone from beautiful sacredness and soul in-depth surrender and love and sexuality that I began to experience with my partner. Like I healed that. Mm, that is profound. Holy <laughs> potatoes. My goodness. Nadine, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. And that's that Kundalini, that spark, you know, that that beautiful unconditional love and and I I feel it like a gold energy always you know I am um, thank you so much for sharing your experience and being vulnerable really vulnerable in your in your sharing because I think a lot of people can resonate with that and um you know there is a lot of healing to to be had within that space of sexuality if you surrender into what is possible for you you know often um there's so many people that that do not even experience orgasm that do not even experience that space but you don't have to have an orgasm it's it's the journey that you're on you know people are always looking at like oh what's the outcome i want to get to the outcome and you know i'll explode into stars and all sorts of things and it's not about that there's this this chemistry or chemistry of 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 source that happens within your body tingles and your cells get awakened and i remember and i'll share another personal experience and then um i'll ask naomi and alex if they want to share any personal experiences around sac sacred sexuality that they've experienced as well i was doing some breath work and this was um quite a few years ag ago now and i was just doing my normal breath work and I had my hands on my hips and I could feel my hands going really really hot incredibly hot and um there was so much pain that was going through my lower body and all of a sudden it just was like a breakthrough and I had the biggest kundalini experience of my life it was like I was birthing worlds through my yoni and it was like this explosion of incredible energy within my body. It was like I was starlight. 
that's all I can explain it. And it was through that birthing of, you know, the star or whatever that was called. I don't know exactly. I don't understand exactly what happened that day. All I know is that it was the catalyst for me stepping into the work. I opened my channels in a big way and I things started flowing through me. I became this divine channel for source energy. So there is so much more to be had through, okay, you know, you hear people speaking about, oh, I've had a Kundalini awakening and you want one as well because it sounds so amazing, but it's not about that. It's about how much work you've put into yourself, your inner self, connected with yourself, allowed yourself to come into that space of inner union, which is where I came to that day of inner union. I experienced the universe within myself. Mm. Alex, Naomi. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. I'd love to. I'd love to to share. And you know, I I just want to any any men listening or or women. Um, I I just want to I I want to denormalize when people make love and the and the man looks away. Like I I just had a client the other day and he said he hasn't made he hasn't uh, made love with eye contact in like I think he said like ten years. Like he hasn't made eye contact with his with his partners. Um, and I was like, fuck. I was I'm like, is this really happening? And I know a lot of men, I would say 99.9% of men have experience, they're making love and they're looking away and they're, they're imagining something else in their head. It's a complete disconnect with the body. And so speaking on, on, on Kundalini, um, yeah, I had an experience this year and it was really beautiful. And I want to, I want to share this and realize like for, it's possible, like for anyone, like I was just a normal kid raised in like a normal family, like. You know, I was raised in Winnipeg. It's like the third coldest city in the world. Like I was raised like super average, like, and, and, but it was to me a, a curiosity to explore the unknown and a, and a, and a willingness to, to be open and to trust in whatever you believe in the universe, God, infinite intelligence, whatever you believe in, just trust that it's okay to open up and trust that there is deep pleasure outside of the outcome. There is deep pleasure in opening up in the present moment. And recently um, I had a lover and she was, she was, she was celibate for three years and, and we met and we had a re really synchronistic meeting. It was, it was really, really interesting. And neither of us, like, it's just like, we kind of came together and I'm like, okay, I think there's something to, to explore here. And, and so we, we, we moved forward with it and, and she's never experienced like a mature masculine. Like she's, that's why she went celibate. She had a really bad experience in the past. So she's like, just shuts off, you know, I'm celibate because she, she was traumatized in the past from, from some man. And so I felt safe enough to to explore this with her and to hold space for her and so we 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 set everything up we set the container we it was it was so beautiful and we started with like 10 minutes of meditation and hand holding and then we connected our hearts breathing together tuning into anything that's coming up anything that's present in the moment speaking our desires speaking any any mind stuff that starts to surface and once everything all the mind and and the stuff was kind of dealt with we moved into into intimacy and and it was extremely healing not only for her but also for me to realize that like this is kundalini or this this energy has the ability to heal because dis-ease in the body can't it can't survive it can't it can't be there in the frequency of, of healing or in the frequency of love or bliss that dis-ease cannot be there and so really in, in this connection that we had it was so beautiful she sent me a message like recently and she was like she's like, I didn't know this was possible. Thank you so much. My whole world has opened up. And so 
And so for me, it's realizing like, this is not only, of course, it's a sacred union, but that frequency, number one, it's going to heal you. It's going to heal the person that you're with. But number number two, it's going to heal like your energy, your, you carrying that frequency into the world. People are going to feel that because all energy carries information. And if you have this beautiful information, when you're walking in the world, people are going to start to look at you and ask you questions. And that's just more opportunities to just ripple out and, and ultimately enhance the collective. And so that experience was so, so, so beautiful. And it's been happening more and more and more in my life when men can disconnect from the outcome and disconnect from objectifying women and just using them as, uh, as, as, as an object to pleasure themselves. Wow. Very powerful for, for the men that's listening, or even for the woman, you know, please let your men watch this video because it's, there's so much power and so many golden nuggets within what we are speaking of and about. And I feel like for every man, and what I loved what you said, Alex, was you take a moment to tell each other what was alive for you to connect through the heart space you know to really look at each other and one thing that i want to speak into as well is that sacred sexuality is actually looking with the eyes as well really um it's beyond desire it's a, an honoring it's respect it's trust it's truth it's divinity and when you look at someone and you really look at them on a physical level but also through into their eyes into their soul there's this deep connection that happens that then sets up the whole process of your intimacy of your connection where if you just go and you know like you know women as well they like and and often women fake their orgasms because like oh i just want to get it over and done with because it's just another task oh i've ticked it off my box you know or my list today done um in thinking about the washing that they've got to do and this real disconnection that we have from because we are one with each other but this real disconnection we have from from source when that happens and it's the separation that's been created within our world and they know you know the 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 elite the powers that whatever you know that's trying to to keep humanity in this matrix of control they know that when we come back to this divine space of love through intimacy through connection of with all that that they've got a problem <laughs> because that's when humanity you know come back into oneness that's when we obliterate separation within ourselves, when we can heal our trauma, when we can heal the pain of the past, our ancestors, all of that, right? And we can release the shame and the blame and the judgment of self around this, in, within this space. Yeah. And, and often, like Nadine said, you know, there is these real physical wounds, which is like the... Um, you know, getting sick after you've had had sex and then having to have to go through that process of healing physically as well and having the almost like, um, <laughs> you know, to the outside world, the judgment that comes in with it as well. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with. So, yeah, I want to speak into this because it's important, I feel, especially into, let's talk about the trauma. Or Naomi, do you want to share one of your experiences? It might even feed into what you're okay. speaking. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, I want to talk about trauma because um, 
when I was younger, I did go through um, sexual assault and, you know, it was not something that I was physically aware of, but something that kept on coming back to me and coming back to me all the time. And I would see visions of it in my mind and my ego was trying to say to me, it never happened. But the visioning was so clear that how could it not have happened? And it went beyond something that I could speak to my family about. It went beyond something that I could speak to anybody about. And I had to come within and deal with it within myself. And I remember I had to go through a death and rebirthing experience to let go of all of that trauma, you know, and when we are going through that experience, we are literally saying goodbye to the old self, to all that we thought that we were perceived ourselves to be, and what that pain is that we've held on to for such a long time. So how do we, you know, when we get to that space of where trauma is ruling our lives, but we have this awareness that something has happened, some, we know that something's happened, how do we move beyond into a space of alignment, congruency, deeper connection with ourselves, um, and come back into wholeness instead of feeling separate from this world? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, happy to share. And it, and and I guess I guess that that is something I can really speak to personally, um, having also had multiple experiences of feeling perpetrated against in some way or another. Um, when that happens, you know, the nervous system takes kind of an imprint <laughs> and, and it, it, like I said earlier, you know, it, it's kind of locked in um, into the body and The undoing of that, I mean, it's one thing to kind of get the right kind of healing, the right kind of therapy, the right, you know, really like advocate like getting the supports. Um, and there are some beautiful, beautiful supports out there. And if I hadn't had those, you know, I, that, that I, it would have taken, I don't know. <laughs> Thank God I had those. Um, but I think too, you know, there's this, there's been this, this, essential sense of um, wonder and innocence that needed to return to me. And, and that that's even kind of, I guess, like our whole world needs to be able to return to that essential innocence in, in every layer. Like it's not just in the bedroom or in, in sensuality, it's, it's all of the things, right? Um, and I, I guess too, like in doing a lot of nervous system regulations, so, so yoga, so meditation techniques, just like many things that has helped, but also just this conscious intentionality around coming into contact with each moment of my lived experience and carrying a sense of like that sense of wonder into you know, the way the water feels on my skin in the shower and, and, and the way that the, the breeze touches my face as I'm walking or the hair, like con these constant, almost like when you, are, when you are walking, you know, through water, you're really aware of like a lot of what's going on on you viscerally, yeah. So it's almost like my life is becoming more and more moments of um, 
walking through the world having almost like I I told I call it making love to life making love to 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 source itself it's like my love making doesn't begin and end when I'm with a partner it doesn't you know it's it's this really attuned thing that's starting to just kind of be this slow burn all the time within me and then there are moments where it gets full expression whether that's by myself or, or with a lover but it's just this um it's just this ah powerful powerful way of pretty much the the opposite of trauma you know pretty much the opposite of like what, what's happening when I'm kind of a victim in that space of, of feeling my pain and my trauma. It's like moving back through to the, to the original intention of, of being. Mm. I, I feel like that's quite, <laughs> quite a large um, statement, but, but that's, you know, that's possible. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Becoming one with, with the world, with, with source, with everything around you. You know, um, taking note of the minute details, and and I think this is you've sp spoken so beautifully into our topic, which is how do I harness the power of sacred sexuality? Is connecting to all that is available to you in all aspects of your life. You know, um, noticing the beauty of nature, noticing mm -hmm. the beauty of the simplicity of life. Um, the love of animals, the unconditional love of animals. There's so much, you know, when you bite into a fruit, receiving joy from that and pleasure from that is so much more significant and profound than just living um, or moving through the world like a ghost, you know, and a lot of people are like that. Um, yeah, Alex, do you have anything to add or Nadine? Yes, uh, I do. <laughs> I, one, one thing that's alive right now is, is the last step before a boy transitions into the mature masculine is, is the hero, but before that is the divine child. And I, people often tell me they're like the coaches and mentors and friends. I'm like, okay, what's the, like, what do you think my super skill is? Like, what do you see in me? And, and they say that you have this like, divine child innocence that you've never lost since you were a young boy. And so bringing that back, the question that I'll ask everyone is what, what were you like before as a child, what were you like before you were maybe conditioned or before the trauma? What was that, what was that essence of, of pleasure? Or you might've had a candy or you might've had toys as a kid. Like what was that like childlike excitement? And, and just like Naomi said, like how, how can you constantly make love with the universe from operating from that perspective, from that childlike excitement? And you could bring that into sensuality and sexuality, but really how can you bring that divinity in, that divine child, that curious, uh, playful child into your life? And for the men out there, the second thing that came through was when most, most men, the issue with, with men and, and sexuality right now, in my opinion and my experience is that that most men don't have a masculine role model to help initiate them into manhood. For myself, I had an absent father. He was very feminine. He was, uh, he's a beautiful man. I love him so much. It's just like, you know, this was the journey that I had to go on. And so I had to seek a, a mentor from somewhere else. And I got that mentor in the form of Tony Robbins, you know, this big six foot eight guy. And so I went to all of his events and he was, you know, that masculine, that healthy, mature, masculine uh, mentor for me. And so for men, 
my 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 invitation to you is are you still operating from boy psychology and have you even if you're 30 or 40 have you been really like initiated from a group of brothers or from a man or from an elder or someone that you respect into this mature masculine because once you go into that mature masculine then intimacy then connection just it it, it happens naturally and you're going to show up in a different way and last thing thirdly and then I'll I'll, I'll pass it on is um it's the shame and guilt part. I think it's really, really huge because I remember when I was 14 or 15, my dad found a box of condoms in my closet and he freaked out on me. You know, I'm here, I'm ready to use protection and my dad's freaking out on me. And so my first experience with my father of sexuality was shame, guilt. Why the fuck do you have condoms in your, in your closet? And he was like, I think he like spanked me. I'm like, what? Like, dude, like I'm like trying to, I thought that's what they taught me in school. And, and so then I, then I hid, then I went into my shadows and then I went to porn because I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to use the condoms then because my dad doesn't like that they're good. And so then I went to watching porn and then the porn escalated and then the more guilt and shame, the more shadows that played out. And I think with a lot of men and especially a lot of women that are sexually assaulted, it's from men that have that suppressed life force energy and the men don't know how to express it because it can't be destroyed and it can't be created. It's only transmuted. And so we need to put it into something. And if men have to suppress sexuality from a young age, then they're going to look at women and they're going to like want to control and dom dominate. And they're going to express this dark masculine in a very unhealthy way. And so it's okay. How do I express my natural sexuality that's there? And it's not going away. It's not being created. It's, it's going to always be there. How can I transmute that and redirect that into something more healthy? And that's like really the core that I wanted to get across today. Yeah, I love that. How can we turn the shadow into gold, hey, and redirect it so that it brings us more pleasure and joy and that we can live from that space? Yeah, so powerful. Thank you, Alex. And I love the boy psychology that you talk about, you know, and I'm not fully understanding it. So maybe you want to just try and explain a little bit more about that so people sure. can understand. Mm. Yes, thank you for, for uh, yeah. So boy psychology is there's different archetypes. So for men, if you haven't read the book, uh, the four masculine archetypes, which are, I'm not going to get into them all now, but I'll plant the seed. It's, it's the king, warrior, lover, magician. And so those are the, the four main masculine energy archetypes. And before that, there's also archetypes within the, the boy psychology, which is like, uh, you know, the kid in the high chair, the high, the, the high chair kid that wants everything, give me this, give me that, and they get it, and then it's not good enough, and they complain. Um, or it's the weakling prince, you know, the kid that's like, oh, it's so, life's so hard and I'm a victim and all of this. And so there's different archetypes within that boy psychology. And the boy psychology is very much the world owes me. It's very much I'm a victim. Uh, it's, it's, not an, it's not an empowered state. But naturally, you'll, you'll start to escalate, um, escalate further and further and further back into your divine child, your inner, inner child expression. And then eventually you'll, you'll realize your power and be like, holy shit, I'm a man, I could do this. You face the world. So often men and women, but men go traveling and they go backpacking and, and they want to do all this stuff. They start a business and they feel like anything's possible. And, um, and then they move into the hero. Like, I want to save the world, you know? And then so from, from that, from that lower kind of lower victim, the world owes me, give me everything, psychology, entitlement. Uh, you, you can transition into the hero. And then the hero is, is the last step usually before the boy gets initiated into the, into the mature masculine, which is normally done from either a father or an elder or a mentor or uh, some, sort, some form of group of brothers. 
Um, does that does that answer your question a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And also the same goes for women. So, you know, instead of the king, it's the queen. So we have the same archetypes for women and it's exactly the same explanation, you know. So thank you so much, Alex, for clarifying that. And if you find, if you're listening and if you find yourself stuck in one of those archetypes and you want to shift that, you know, what kind of tools can we give these beautiful people that are lis listening, what can we tell them? How can we shift from that space um, into, you know, the more divine feminine, the, and I love the fact that, you know, say the mature masculine, because it is also the mature feminine rising into our grace, into our beauty, into our goddess is like, you know, letting go of all the childish stuff, but still holding on to the innocence and the fun and the joy and the passion of being a woman. Um, so how, what, what kind of tools can you, you know, share with these beautiful yes, people today? Mm. For sure. Yeah, very, very practical. So what I what I what I wish I, I would have known and and being raised, you know, with an absent father was a beautiful experience and I and I love it very much. But specific tools for for men and for women, it's find someone that if if you feel like you there's still uh, development, which I mean we're always growing. So number one, appreciating where we're at, be like, I fucking rock. And at the same time, it's like, okay, there's always improvements. But uh, it's finding a, a man or a woman that, that you, you see them and you're like, wow, like I really, I, I, I respect, I see the qualities in you. Like, and, you, and you're seeing something in them that you maybe haven't activated within yourself. And so when you find a mentor or a role model, um, feminine or, or masculine, just really like in, invite them to teach you. Be like, hey, like, I, I have that childlike curiosity, have that investigator um, willingness to learn. And for me, it was with it was with Tony Robbins, for example. But for you, it could be with your your grandmother. You might really admire her 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 ability to love unconditionally and care for you and nurture you. Start to ask questions. You know, start to be start to be curious. And so, really finding finding that that mentor in that space that you can look up to, um, and maybe has qualities that you haven't yet activated within yourself. Mm. That that would be the the, the re really main one that would, that I would suggest. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Because often we don't know where to start, right? So if we, if there's someone that we really resonate with and that speaks to our soul, and I always believe it's a soul calling. And if there is mentors that want to work with you, they'll never push you into anything, right? They'll always invite, always hold sacred space for you. Yeah. Nadine, is there anything you want to add? Any tools you want to share or anything you want to add about what we spoke about? It's um, beautiful. I love... Um... Everything you're sharing, Alex, my mystery is we work with the divine feminine archetypes. We have 13 archetypes we work with. And yeah, there's a journey. And so I do think um, calling upon those different parts of ourselves and, and so finding a tool, whatever it is, whether it's like archetypal work or one of the personality tests, like finding tools to help us understand the different parts so that if we're caught up in one of our trauma responses or the victim of sexuality or or we're trying to heal physically through sexuality, like activate the part that that knows how to look for help. And so, so I do think having guides is really good, you know, especially coming from Western cultures. You know, there's so much shame around intimacy and sexuality and embodiment in general. Most spirituality from the West is very um, disembodied. And so I find, you know, maybe finding a teacher or a mentor in, in, in Tantra or Neo-Tantra or someone you really, really, really trust, um, whether it's a couple or individual, I think that's important. And um, 
you know, I always say to the couples I work with, like, no one has taught us these things. How many of us have had healthy examples of sacred sexuality or relationships in long-term relationships or even in um, casual? So I think the more that we know, there's resources, there's books, there's people. Um, and I think for deep trauma, like, I'm a big proponent for sexual healers, you know, for bikinis and dakas, and it's also really tricky work. So, so to make sure that you really um, get references and know who you're working for. But I think some of the sexual healing work that's out there is absolutely profound. Mm. You know, tantra teachers are very, very profound. Um, and yet to really make sure where our alignment is and have our support team. Um, yeah. Mm, beautiful. And to I know, know that we're going to have different guys and teachers on our way. We're going to outgrow certain ones and we're going to constantly be evolving. Yeah, beautiful. And that's the thing is we are on a journey. We're not on a race. Okay, or in a race yeah. as such. <laughs> um, Nadine, I know that you've done some, obviously you've, you're a sexual healer as well. You work with couples and everybody. And so what does that sexual healing, I mean, you don't have to go into the intricacies of it, but what does a session like that look like for people that are out there? Because they're like, oh my gosh, you know, especially I know there's yoni mapping and there's all sorts of things, but people go, yeah. oh, I don't want to go there. That's scary, you know? <laughs> How do you <laughs> just explain a little bit more so people understand what happens? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many layers to it, you know, right? You can find people, um, I have a series on my website, by the way, I have a series where I talk about different levels of this. So I think, I think the first way is to always start doing the work yourself. So whether it's, you know, guided meditations or certain books that do yoni mapping, Maybe you have a mirror and you do practices where you do womb work, you know, through meditation or sacred touch. That's always important to start with, you know, by yourself. Um, I don't do hands-on work anymore with individuals. I did for a while, you know, when I was training and for about 10 years. And um, so what that looks like is you have a partner, you know, a healer who has a session with you. Sounds a little similar to some of the work, the experience that Alex had with person that he mentioned um to me it was the most profound work i'd ever experienced to be in a container where i knew there wasn't going to be any sex but someone was going to sit there who was trained and reflect back to me how they were feeling in my presence or what they were noticing and it was so uncomfortable it, it just like oh squeamish and just i had to go through so many this was after i became a psychotherapist <laughs> you know and this work was profound because there's this unveiling of my soul of my intimacies I can't hide and to have someone just sit there grounded and be like wow well are you a grounded woman you know you're being kind of you're being a little trickstery right now like that's you know so it's like sessions where someone gets really authentic and really real with you and then you have conscious sacred touch in various layers of nudity that you're comfortable with, but the practitioner is always asking for permission. You know, there's okay. never any goal for um, pleasure release or anything like that. It's like sacred touch. So to me, the first, it was the first time I was able to experience just feeling my body and my sexual energy without someone needing anything from me. You know, so that allowed all that energy to come in and like touch 
the cells and the layers where I had um, armoring, you know? So mm -hmm. that's what, you know, really good professionals can look like. They're gonna hold space for you so that you can actually be vulnerable in this um, intimate state, but it's not yeah. reciprocal. You don't have, you know, you don't give anything. You're just being really honored as a divine being. Um, so that's, you know, I think that's good. And, and it's tricky because it can be messy work too, of course. So that's why I say be really conscious. And when I work with couples, um, sometimes I do, sometimes I'll do a session with couples and I'll, I'll sit and I'll just reflect back what I see. Not like when they, you know, have really intimate sex sex or anything, but you know, just with like hand on heart touching. Um, I reflect back what I see and I give assignments and then we talk about it. Mm, beautiful that's, yeah, that's how that yeah that's how and I also want to state thank you for sharing that Nadine that it's not about the sex okay it's not about the outcome here it's about yeah. coming back to yourself honoring each person where you at in your journey it's incredibly profoundly healing and also honoring the person that you are connecting with coming back to connection with each other um and sacred touch is so beautiful sacred touch for yourself it is something that helped me heal the you know the traumas that i've been through um personal sacred touch and when i was um, doing centora practitioner training i actually downloaded information from source about how to expand sacred touch even further where we actually sending energy from our fingertips through our fingertips into our cells and start, you know, feeling um, the inner world, our inner world in a completely different way and how that, how healing that is and how just by placing your hand or your fingers on a specific spot, it can trigger trauma. It can help to heal, you know, bring up anything. Um, and it's the same with Yoni, Yoni mapping, but this is full, you can call it full body mapping as such and you doing it for yourself. And it's about taking time, you know, run a bath and take time to run your hand up your arm. Just start with your arm or your hand. Some people are so traumatized that they, they numb, they have numbness all over their body. And so it's about coming back to the self and really starting to connect with what feels good for you. What is the feeling that you're experiencing? If it doesn't feel good, breathe through that space, through that feeling and allow yourself to come out the other side. And if you have, um, you know, if you start crying, if you're screaming, I mean, there were moments where I went through that, like I said, that death rebirth cycle where I was literally screaming as I was releasing trauma. And it sounds weird, but it's not weird. It's we've we've kept this crap down us for such a long time. We are mm -hmm. human beings. We are meant to feel. We are meant to live through our human experience or, you know, have source move through our human experience here as well. So let's stop shutting down from that yeah. space where we can connect be all in that space where we connect with each other and when we do it in this way we connect in a different way with the planet with animals with plants our ears our eyes start opening up yeah we rise into this higher consciousness mm -hmm. as this divine being yeah 
So anyone else want to add anything to that before we finish our talk today? Thank you so much for being here. But just anything else that you want to add, a last golden nugget you wish to share? Can I add one golden nugget real quickly? Sure, go okay. for it. So in speaking of the Yoni mapping and, and some of the work I trained in and did and that I teach couples, I realized we didn't speak to this specifically in this forum. Some of the most profound witnessing I had was on um, lingam healing. So you talk a lot about yoni right now and everything, but you know, in talking about pornography and some of the desensitization that the masculine has had, even with circumcision, that's pretty been pretty widespread. It's changing now, but um, it's absolutely profound that men have this healing too. That men really, really receive conscious sacred touch on the lingam. And in particular, you like just that really conscious heart to lingam, lingam being the penis. That's deeply needed. And that isn't something that I think is spoken about enough. You know, how powerful that can be for the masculine to have that deep honoring of the phallus, of the lingam. And um, what I found when I teach partners and the women how to honor the masculine in that way the man can then have the space to not be in performance mind and allow all of his tears and all of his shame and missing of the, the feminine to come into a more receptive place. So I just wanted to talk about that. I realize that's such an important part of this work too, is, is to really learn how to honor the, the lingam as well. There's a lot of focus on like yoni healing right now, but it's, it's a both thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to speak into that, Alex? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief. Pardon the dog barking at my voice, but yeah. So, for, I, I was circumcised at a young age, and I'm not going to let that, of course, take the power over me. But um, you know, I asked my father, "What? Hey, Dad, why am I? Why am I circumcised?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know. It's, my family did it. Uh, it's cleaner." And da 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 da. And I'm like, "Okay, I guess it's it's normal." And and um, I mean. Of course, at a young age, like if you're circumcised most of the time, like, you know, that's like that's like an, an assault, like a sexual assault on you at a young age. Like that's not consensual. Someone's touching your your sacred space and they're cutting something off of you. Like that's, you know, like that it'd be, it'd be silly to say that that doesn't your, your body doesn't remember that. And so um, the second part I really want to touch on is, is that most most men, at least in my experience, carried shame around a, a soft, a soft lingam, soft talk or a. A semi-hard cock especially in sex it's like oh no my cock's losing its hardness and there's shame and there's guilt and then it's just like it's it's very contracting and so so if a woman can come in and really honor that and say all of all of you is welcome your your soft cock is seen it's loved it's admired and your 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 semi it's like it's so important for the man and for healing because there's a lot of shame within men around that and so i love how you spoke on that and so if there's any woman listening Take some time really just to place, you know, you can lingam, lingam cups. So you just put your hands on the lingam and just really, you don't have to do anything just too woo-woo. You can just literally just place your hands, place your energy and breathe together and, and just really be present with the man's lingam. And it's very, very healing. And for men, be receptive to the feminine energy touch because most of the profound healings in my life, my Kundalini awakening, some really massive releases, energetic releases, it was from the touch of a feminine and it was from me allowing myself to be safe, taking off the warrior armor and tuning into the receptive side and being okay, I'm safe, I'm held. This feminine, she's here for me, she's present and knowing that she's got you and a lot of healing and a lot of 
a lot of beauty can come from there. So I'm glad that you that you touched that, Nadia. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Alex. Naomi, anything you want to share? Oh man, I've just been in tears myself because it's just such a powerful <laughs> thing to be in a space where we get to share this this you know where we get to talk about these powerfully important things and you know I've been really resonating with with what you've all been sharing because um I I've I've experienced all of these pieces too and it's just so important um what was what was kind of bubbling in me as I was listening was this sense of um you know I think we separated we polarized you know we took we took um the soul out of sex we, we kind of we did this decompartmentalizing thing where we were like okay well that belongs over here and this belongs over, and it's just this sense of this unifying healing space where the whole self <laughs> um and and this you know the whole of the the, the spiritual realm is is in connection and for me now I think you know self-pleasure is prayer and it's playful and you know sacredness is all of the things but it's about the intentionality and it just you know everything I'm hearing through what Alex and Nadine and, and you're sharing is this this sense of just choosing to to have this intentional path and then the next right thing you know like I think it can be quite overwhelming sometimes for people particularly if you have got trauma history um, and so to not place huge expectations on where you're going next and not look at things like, oh, you know, even just listening to what we're speaking of, some of this, for some people, we're, we're sharing stuff that would just be mind-blowing, you know? And so it's like, okay, just coming back to the heart, just being in this moment of loving what is here now and then from there, <laughs> that being the most important thing, then from there, the next right thing in the next breath. I mean, that's that's really just what was arising for me, so that that we can access. Because I think we can be, we can overwhelm ourselves. We can kind of flood ourselves with these, um, with these expectations. Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. It can be yeah. um, can be so big. But I'm just I'm just so grateful to be part of this conversation in the world. Mm, mm. Thank you so much. And I just want to add into that as well before we go. You know, if you are a seeker <laughs> of something, we all seekers, right? But you're not going to find it at festivals where you're chasing that high constantly, you know, at spiritual workshops where you're constantly chasing that high. Please, you will only find what is for you within you. Come back to yourself, come back to your heart, like Naomi said. There is nothing worse than going to a space where it's not supporting you i've dealt with many people that have gone through trauma in a space in a sexual space where they've come to me and they said like what do i do because i don't want anyone to touch me ever again and not just in a sexual way but like really not wanting to be in community or communion with any person because of their experience so and that's a conversation for a whole different day. I know that. But, you know, it's also about not going and wanting to chase the high continuously to fill that void. You know, honor that void, that emptiness. Go within, go into that space, explore, ask questions of yourself. You know, start with the heart, but start with touch, 
touch is so profound it's so healing with your own self and then if it feels safe for you then to invite your partner your husband your wife into that space then you know invite that in as well and yes mentors can help you a lot it's um that's why we're here that's why we're here to do the work but you've got to find that person that truly is walking the walk and talking the talk yeah so my loves i just want to say thank you so much for this incredibly deep conversation from my heart to yours i truly honor the work that you are doing and your own experiences everything that you have been through and please check out these people's work you know connect with them talk to them just have a conversation with them it will open up your heart and you know your your world to so much more and thank you so much for being on spirit talks i love you from my heart to yours thank you so much thank you. <laughs>